Thanks for listening to the Journey Christian Church podcast. We're on a mission to make disciples who love God, love people, and serve the world. Our prayer is that this message encourages you today. And remember, Journey is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and through Jesus, anything is possible. Well, I'm glad to be here, and we have been going through a series called Defining Moments. We've covered many of those so far. Hopefully, you've been a part, and if not, I'll recap just a few of them. We've covered rocking chair moments, which I've been privileged to see some of those. Uh, we've covered mom moments, which hopefully you might have been here for Mother's Day. We've covered baptism moments and communion moments as of last week. And if you didn't catch that message, definitely go check it out. Pastor John gave an incredible word that you won't want to miss out on. And today we get to tackle the conversation of graduation moments, which obviously you could see from here. Um, But many of us have had graduation moments. So this conversation applies to all of us, whether you graduated from pre-K, which I think hopefully we did that successfully, or maybe you graduated from middle school or maybe high school and some of you from university. So this conversation truly does apply to all of us, not just the kids in fancy robes and don't they look good. So I want to do a test real quick just to figure out uh, before I get into my spiel. I want to figure out how many of you guys remember your graduation day, your graduation moment, Lake County Online. Raise your hand if you remember your graduation day. Okay. A number of us at Apopka, I'm guessing Lake County, same, online, same. Good. (laughs) Lake Mary, I heard it. Well, I remember my graduation day. It was May 25th, 2013. Uh, Here's a picture of my mentor and I on that day. Uh, Yeah, he's incredible. His name is John Sora. He was my finance teacher uh, in high school my senior year, and he was an incredible voice into my life. Not only was he an incredible mentor then, he's actually a friend now, and I still talk to John and his family here and there. But I look back at this picture because it reminds me of everything that happened that day, which for me feels like forever ago. But for some of y'all, I said 2013 and you said, oh, he's a baby. (laughs) It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. But I remember graduation day, our salutatorian, his name was Young Lee, and he gave the most incredible speech. And it was encouraging, inspiring, challenging. Young was a very, very smart kid. And he missed 11, 11, so two ones, 11 whole points in all of his high school career. So that means in four years, he probably missed one point off of a quiz because he forgot to sign his name or dot some kind of sentence. Young was so smart, he literally went to Harvard. (laughs) So it was a defining moment for me because it meant uh, that I was about to go into my next. I could try and chart the trajectory of my life from graduation. I could choose whether I wanted to go to school. I could choose whether I wanted to go uh, close to home, far from home. I could go into business. I could go into science, like some of our friends. Uh, I could specialize in a certain industry. Graduation meant so many things were just about to happen. It's because you see, graduation is actually not the end of a race, but the beginning of a brand new one. I'm so excited for all of you. After every graduation, there is a next. Whether you graduate high school or you graduate your nursing program, there's always a next when you leave one life phase for another. Many of us have done that, felt that, and understand. And you know, if I could title this message anything, I I would title it, Keep Moving Forward, because I think that that is something that's so applicable to our group right now. Whether you're a church family or a graduating senior, let's keep moving forward. 
Uh, I wanted to title it because I can very vividly remember something that happened uh, as I left high school and literally went to orientation day uh, my freshman year of college. It was terrifying at the University of North Georgia. I remember sitting in a computer lab trying to register for courses. And let me just tell you guys, I was so nervous that day. I literally thought about crying. I was an 18 year old male and I was like, I'm gonna sit in this computer lab and I'm gonna cry. But it's okay, because seniors, you're not gonna worry about that. We prayed for your day. Yours is gonna be great, way better than mine. Hopefully. But I didn't, I, I, you know, I thought about quitting college because of that day, because I asked myself this question, and maybe you have too if you're sitting here today. What if I can't do this? It was so stressful that day, that time. After that afternoon though, I, I continued to ask the question and I had a friend named Jin Han and he kind of walked me off the ledge. <laughs> I kept saying, what if, what if, what if? But of course, uh, you know, because of our, our talk and our conversation, uh, I decided I would go back to school. It'd be fine. The first day wasn't gonna defeat me. But I learned that day something very important. In order to go to the next in my life, I simply had to keep moving forward. It's funny because it seems simple and it seems like orientation day would be small, but in the heat and the difficult of a tiring day, the gumption to move forward with the stress that you have can be a lot because you can be your own worst enemy. You know, I, I hope somebody else knows what I'm talking about, about your own worst enemy, where you begin to ask yourself outlandish questions that literally could never happen, would never happen. But you begin this inner dialogue in your head and you're like, but what if, what if, what if? And I, I think it actually, I think there's a better illustration of it. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie, Meet the Robinsons, I want us to tune into this clip. It's about 21 seconds, so it's not gonna be long, but it's gonna set us up for where we're going for the rest of our time. So if you will, let's tune into this clip. I don't even know what I'm doing. Keep moving forward. I mean, this stuff is way too advanced for me. Keep moving forward. And what if I can't fix this? What are we gonna do? Keep moving forward. Why do you keep saying that? And don't just say keep moving forward. It's my dad's motto. Why would his motto be keep moving forward? It's what he does. What's that supposed to mean? That is an excellent question. Mm. Man, 21 seconds, but I'm gonna unpack a, a good bit of truth from that. If you haven't seen the movie before, let me give you some background. Uh, the, the kid with the, the blonde hair and the glasses, his name is Lewis, and he keeps asking the what if questions. Then Wilbur's the one with the slick back hair and he keeps responding, keep moving forward, which you could tell was probably irritating Lewis. But I love what he said then and he closed with it. And I think it's something I'm gonna spend some time on with you guys today. It's my dad's motto it's what he does. It's my dad's motto, it's what he does. Whether you recognize it or not, church family, graduating seniors, you have a motto that you live by. It's a, it's a, a short sentence that simply encapsulates what you believe, what are your ideals. And one of our mottos in Journey students, and hopefully our friends are familiar with it, it's okay to be in a mess, it's just not okay to stay that way. It's a motto that we live by, we teach by. A motto, again, is something that you adopt early in life and it shapes and influences your everyday actions and your reactions. So do you know it? If you were to ask your parents, your friend, your spouse, your neighbor, would they know the motto that you live by? Would it build others up? Would it bless others? I don't know what your motto is because I'm not a mind reader, sorry bud. 
But I can tell you this, uh, my family has a couple mottos and I'll just share one. Uh, we have a saying, and because we're pretty Southern, I'll say it out loud and not be embarrassed. Uh, it's brick ain't perfect. And uh, you know, it's, it's this thought that brick, it has a couple of uh, missing pieces here or there, but it's used to build firm foundations. And when I went to go get my wedding band, I knew that building a firm foundation with my wife, it, we wouldn't be perfect. We wouldn't even try and aim for perfection. What we would aim for is progress. And every day we wanna build a stronger and firm foundation. So we aim for progress, not perfection. And that's just a motto. So what is yours? Oh, you see the family? Oh yeah. That's Jude. He wasn't feeling it that day. <laughs> that's my beautiful wife, Emily. And that's our little girl, Katie Beth. Um, Emily did just have a birthday. Thanks, James. Uh, but yes, so that's a little bit of our family and our family's motto. But as an encouragement and something I want to spend some time reminding our graduating class with and everybody listening online or in person, I want us to think about that phrase from the clip. It's my dad's motto. It's what he does. I want us to look at our heavenly father's mottos, these promises, these statements that he has made for us in every next of our life. Because while today has a graduation moment lean, all of us are graduating different moments in our life. Whether that's graduating from one house to another where you moved, graduating one job, a job promotion to another, you are graduating something and so you have a next to look forward to. So what is your motto for all of the what if moments? How do you respond? Well, God has some mottos that you can lean on, live by, and live out. So Journey students, in a, a way to continue this conversation for us and also invite everybody into it, uh, I'm gonna tell you, if you've got a Bible, you can get it out. If you've got notes, you can get it out because I wanna make sure that if we're here together, we're learning. So here's the first motto that I believe the Lord wants us to help live by. It's Luke 19, verse 10. It says this, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. And church family, in a season of next that you will experience throughout your entire life and your graduation seasons. When you have so many things going on throughout your new day to day, it's easy to live a life that is not only busy, but hurried. And you can feel lost at some, at sometimes because you haven't simply had time to be. I know that day at college orientation, I hadn't had enough time to be, so I started doing the Lewis thing where you have the what ifs, what if, what if, what if God doesn't have this for me? What if I'm not able to do this? What if God's not actually with me for this? And I thought about all these performing things, like I would have to perform to make God happy. But if the truth in Luke 19.10 is true, which it is, then you don't have to perform for him to protect you. You just don't have to. So college uh, bound people, my grads, you don't have to perform for him to protect you. Anybody that's graduating a different season in your life, you don't have to perform for him to protect you because he sent his son to seek and to save the lost, to love you. You're valuable to him, not by what you do, but because he calls you valued. So just know that he came to seek and to save you. So my advice would be, don't live a hurried life. It's okay to be busy. My grads, it's okay to be busy and to wanna do a lot of stuff, but don't live hurried. When you live hurried, you forget to simply be and you can feel lost. Second motto comes from Isaiah 40, 
uh, chapter 40, verse 31 says this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint, which recently came, uh, that, that verse was used in a song from Maverick City. If you haven't listened to that worship group, they're pretty incredible. Um, just advice for anybody listening. But we all need this motto, this specific verse impressed on our hearts today because it puts so much value on the Lord and his word. Because God's word is our strength. Without it, we are weak and susceptible to the enemy's temptation in our lives. That the word of the Lord is our strength because where else will you turn to when you need to learn about the hope that doesn't fade? When you feel like you're walking and you're about to grow weary, where do you look for strength that never runs out? It is his word. To read of his faithfulness over and over, you're gonna need to get into the word. It's just true. That will be able to encourage you and remind you that your hope doesn't fade. But during any of these defining moments where life changes and you graduate, Psychology Today actually put out a really great quote that I thought I'd share with us. It says, this research has shown that major life events that completely throw our usual lifestyle or routine out the window can give us the best opportunity for making long-term changes in our behavior. Although you may feel overwhelmed, this is a blank canvas to rejog your health behaviors. So this could be the best time for all of us to start getting into the word, to find where our hope can be renewed, where our strength can be restored is within those new activities, those new habits, those life changes. Whenever your routine goes out the window, it could be the best time to get into God's word and develop that habit. But if that's true, then the opposite is true. That if you go to college and you don't keep your habits and rhythms because it's a different place, your routine went out the window. If you don't keep it, then you'll lose it. You won't spend time in the word because you didn't have a healthy habit. I don't want that to happen to my graduating class, but I also don't want that to happen for any believer that just moved from maybe Lake County to Apopka or from Oviedo to Apopka. If, if you just had a major life change, don't let routines sacrifice your rhythm with God. I want you to still have those. The third motto that I think would be great and I think the Lord offers it to us to live by is this from John 14, verse 26. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That phrase keeps popping up for me. It's my dad's motto. It's what he does. So the question and answer I'm gonna propose is, what did our heavenly father do? Well, he sent the Holy Spirit to be our advocate, the one that goes to battle for us. That's just what God does. If you haven't gotten the theme yet that God is a God that fights for you, that loves you, that's passionate about you, then I think I need to reread that. He sent the Holy Spirit as an advocate for you. So if you're wondering what does God do in heaven, well, he sent the advocate for you. That's what he does. He fights for you. So besides that, in this moment, I think one of the important things I want to share with you is there's two questions that I think we have to be familiar with asking ourselves. Whenever you get into the next season of your life, you will have questions. And I think you have to deal with those questions. 
Anybody that's moved wonders where the water heater is or anybody that's made a new job change wonders how to do the new job. When you have a next in your life, you have questions. And the thing is, you have to ask them. You have to. So this is my encouragement. Ask God about the questions that are on your heart. Because if you have questions that sit, that weigh on you and you never ask them, your questions will turn to questioning. And those are two different things. Questions, when you have questions, petition God, ask God. Remember, he sent the Holy Spirit, his advocate to you so that you could do that, so you could ask that. But if you allow questions to sit on your heart, it will turn to questioning. And questioning has a lot of cynicism to it. It's where you start to doubt, you have disbelief, maybe even anger, because you've had a question that sat, that you never asked, and you never brought to light. And because it never was brought to light, the Lord could never show you exactly what he wanted to do with that question. And I think that's important for all of us to know. So don't let your questions go unanswered. Don't let your questions become questioning. Second question I would have you ask is ask your close friends, ask your neighbors, ask the people that know you best like your mentor. Because when you're able to bring the questions that you have about your next to other people, they will help you make sense of it because that's called wisdom. <laughs> and I know that when I had questions at orientation, I, I asked my friend Jin Han, but I called my mentor. I asked John Sora, hey, how do you deal with X, Y, and Z? What should I do in this situation? I, I want to major in finance, but I don't know what I should do. And I don't think I understand it. He had great wisdom for me. I didn't allow my questions become questioning. And I would encourage you guys to do the same. So when you have questions about God the Father, when you have questions about his son, ask him, petition him, because I know that he'd love to help you discern in your soul what his answer is for you. The fourth and our last motto that I'm gonna spend some time on comes from Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. It says this, for where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Christian community is absolutely necessary to this faith walk. This is not a push for numbers, by the way, uh, for our church. This is so that you and other believers can experience the presence of God together. So I hope you caught that. This isn't for us. This is for you to experience God together. Like I said earlier, the church is not a building. It's a people. It's people who gather in the name of Jesus in order to worship and praise God together with fellowship. Seniors, wherever you go in life, moving can be emotional. It can be straining. It can be draining. But you must develop Christian community. You must do that. Because sometimes you're gonna need a shoulder to cry on, honestly. Sometimes you'll just need a friend to turn to when you want to talk to somebody. And how much better, how much sweeter will it be if that person knows Jesus? They'll be able to understand not only your health, your mental health, but they'll be able to understand your spiritual health. And that's huge. So you're gonna to need to find a group of friends who do not act like the world, who do not talk like the world, but who show up different than the world so that you can experience the presence of God in a way that isn't like the world. You'll need people who wanna love on you because that's what we're called to do as the church. 
You will need a group that prays for you and looks out for you in ways that you couldn't even understand. You're gonna need people that wanna help you grow. You know, the secret sauce of faith is community. For all of us, that's true today. The secret sauce of faith is community. Church, this applies so much to you as it applied to the seniors I just spoke to. The secret sauce to your faith has to be your Christian community. So do you have it? I remember when Emily and I moved down here to Florida and I was praying that we would meet a couple that was in the life phase that we were in. And I was so young, three years ago, still pretty young, I guess, sorry. But I remember I didn't even understand what the word life phase was. I didn't understand that I needed to find people in our so-called life phase. But we did, the Lord blessed us with an incredible couple that has been just like family for us. And they have taught us, encouraged us, and helped us along the way. We needed that Christian community. And this is what I'll tell you, it's important that you find it. It's important that you understand that here at Journey we have life groups and that you can get plugged in. If you're looking for Christian community, we would love for you to plug in. You don't have to walk through your life alone wondering if God is real or if people love you or if you're valued, you are. And the community that you develop will help you stay in the race the long run. So find a life group, get a life group and do life together because it's better this way. I got a couple closing statements just to be fancy, I guess. But these are mottos and scriptures that God gave us to bless us and encourage us. This is what we need, church, in order to handle the graduation moments, the next moments in our lives, when we move on from one set of routines to the next. And while some of this had more to do, I guess, with the graduating class, it's still so fruitful. The scripture is still so true for you and for me to take home and let it affect and transform our lives. So the best way to embrace these graduation moments that we talked about is to keep moving forward. And every season where you encounter a next, continue to move forward with your father's mottos in mind so that when you get lost and when you grow weary and when you have questions and when you need a friend, those mottos are right there. And I hope you notice, I didn't say if, I said when, because you will have those moments in your life and you will need those mottos in your life. So those will help to keep you moving forward. They're your father's mottos. It's just what he does. So church family, I'd love to take a moment. I'd love to pray for you and pray that these mottos, this teaching would still fall heavy on you, that those things that we had talked about would truly strike a chord with you and that you would walk away with some of this and you would remember to keep moving forward. So with that being said, let me pray for us this morning. God, thank you so much that you're a God that loves us. You're crazy about us. Lord, you think of us. God, you have uh, invited us here today, family members that are tuning in online so that we might remember that in every season of our life, every next of our lives, that God, you're right there that you have gifted us mottos, you've given us encouragement 
so that we might lean on it in the next season, that we might be encouraged in the next season so that we don't have our questions turned to questioning, but we use our questions to turn into truth and belief of what you've said and what you've done and what you will do. Lord, we're so grateful to sit here this morning to lean back in your word. We pray that you would bless everybody in the room. Would you send our graduating class of 2021 with your spirit? Would you meet them in their next? And we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. If you like this podcast, we post a new message every week. So make sure to click that follow button and share it with your friends. Remember, Journey is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and through Jesus, anything is possible.